the best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Georgia Players Section with Tavares and Noshan on UGASports.com. Yeah, cheers, right fellas. Cheers, cheers. I uh, got a little different setup for Noshan over there. It's looking good. Some of his, you know, Georgia brethren behind him back there. I think you see see right there. You got King, Houston, Bailey, all of them back there. So you got my boy Dobbs up there too. Gotta have Dobbs. But yeah, I had to have the switched up the location today just to check it out, see what it feels like. Absolutely, looks great. Looks great. Uh, who's who's checked in here with us? We got we got Rhett Webb on here to start off. We got Andy Stowe in here. Diane is in hey. with us. Uh, Antoine is is in the house with us. So he says, "Go dogs!" Right there. So, guys, we are going to be joined just a little bit later in the show by none other than three time All American, ESPN college football analyst, Georgia legend David Pollock will be in with us here in just a minute. The the man uh, taking care of a little business with the with the family, and then then he'll be in uh, a little while later. But TK, no Sean, what's going on this week? How you doing, fellas? Oh, you you muted TK. Oh, got, he got the muted. See what I'm saying? Oh man, he's still See, muted. He gotta get he gotta get his right. But I don't what. know. <laughs> he, he'll get his right. Uh, oh, you know it was okay. it was it was the it was the screen mute. Okay, but we in here. We in here now. Uh, nah, man. Uh, weeks off to a good start. Good strong start. Had a little had a little basketball this weekend with the little one. He's out there hooping. You know, uh, with three year old I nine. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. So yeah, man. Blaine, your 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 son out there on the track, kind of kind of doing that Matthew Bowling out there. I don't know. He he must be. He must get speed from his mama or something. Because you know, I was I was I was I wasn't the fastest in the world, but my man's running running people down and and uh, winning you know heats in the two hundred meter over there. So that that's that's exciting stuff. Uh, but it's always good. It's a great time of year. No, Sean. I mean, who are you going to take in the Masters? Who, who's your early pick in the Masters? That's a better question. Give us a little golf. Everybody knows that you like to, you know, tee it up, hit it around on the links a little bit. So, so who, who's your favorite going into Masters week here uh, next week? That's tough, man, because I feel like a lot of the guys have been playing so well in these little tournaments that you see them in, right? Yeah. Um, but, bro, I saw I saw McElroy hit, hit a drive the other day. I think he drove the green. Yeah, oh, it's like it 380 was, yards. Bro. <laughs> And I, he has to be going to the Masters, right? So, I, I mean, shoot, I'm going to have to put my my eggs in his basket since Tiger is not in it, you know what I'm saying? But McElroy and a lot of the guys have been just playing well. I know Rom has been playing uh, kind of well also. Man. And, man, it's just going to be exciting to see, man. It's, it's a good time of year, like you say. It's starting to get warmer out, get out there on that course, baby. Let's get it, man. So, of course, man, it's a good time. Yeah, you got a Masters pick? Yeah, I had to, uh, I had to pull – I had to down. I had to re-download the app. I know y'all had to re-download the app. <laughs> yeah, I had to yeah. do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, probably, I'm probably going with Scotty, man. Scotty Sheffers is playing so okay. so good right now, bro. He's dialed yeah. in. I sent you that clip to him. Uh, you know, t- saying saying his distances before he hit it, and he was just he was dialed in on every single one of them to the to the like point two. So I mean, 
mm-hmm. I might have to go with Scotty after seeing just seeing that him do that the other day. So it was pretty impressive. Maybe maybe former uh, Georgia Bulldog Bubba Watson gets back in it again. Maybe Kevin Kisner, the Georgia a Georgia guy, gets in there and Where's takes Bubba care of it. I haven't seen Bubba up there in the rankings for a while though. Where Bubba at? Bubba. Well, he's on the list tour. <laughs> oh, see. Yeah. He left and went on the live tour. Listen, there's there's all the uh, there's seven Georgia golfers on the tour this weekend. Uh, so crazy uh, that, that 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 much success comes out of Georgia Georgia golf. They're doing their thing so right now. The tour, they can come back and forth though, like that. Like they can come over here and play in the, for the majors. For the majors, they can. Uh, but uh, the PGA doesn't oh. let them do it for the, the other yeah. tournaments. There's a little That's bad true. blood there, you know. A little bad right. blood. Uh, but TK. Uh, you know, a little bit of unfortunate news uh, for those following Georgia football this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, Kendall Milton looks like he's going to be out for a little bit of time. You know, in, in terms of news and notes, we got to take care of it. Out for a little bit of time, uh, hamstring injury. Um, I want both of you guys just to kind of speak on, you know, what that kind of does for you going forward. I know it's only the spring, but, you know, a soft tissue injury like that, just how careful – does he have to be with everything going forward? Uh, I mean, obviously, fortunate. I mean, you don't you hate to see see any any injury, um, but fortunate fortunately, it's it happened early. Um, it's something that that, that was caught early. Um, but uh, soft t- soft tissues are, you know, things that are nagging, things that you know have the potential to come back, and things to be reoccurring. So you, obviously, like I said, you, um, it's good that it happened early. Um, so it gives them a lot of time to get that that rehab. Uh, Ron Corson and those guys get that rehab on that thing and, um, you know, get him back to get that hammy back to like 100 percent, not not an 80 or 90. Yeah. You know what I'm saying something like that. Yeah. I think we got somebody on here that may could uh, tell us about that, too. I'm sure he's had to deal with some injuries in, in his career. We're going to welcome in none other than the, the feature guest of the show here. Like I said, Georgia legend, three time All-American <laughs> college football Hall of Famer and ESPN college football analyst. David Pollock joins us right now. Yes. Pollock, thank you so All much right. for joining us, man. What up, dogs? Yeah, sir. He going? fully repped out. He he got the shirt. I, he got I, the hat. Is that a Falcons hat? No, this is this is the this is the North Oconee Titans, baby. It's my high school. Listen, listen, listen. I need I need that hoodie. That hoodie hard. It is nice. I think we can we can make that happen, TK. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know you can. I know you can. I, I'm, I'm gonna need that at the, at the golf tournament. We, David, we were before we get into this thing, we were just talking about the, the time of year and how it's awesome with a bunch of different sports going on, all that kind of stuff. So, as a guy who, you know, I know you like to go out on the, the course a little bit, you got a master's pick before we get rolling with the football stuff here. Who, who you liking going into the master's this upcoming week? I ain't got no flipping clue about no, no clue? masters, bro. Nothing. You pick you a Georgia Bulldog. Um, yeah, who's a Georgia Bulldog that's playing well? Isn't uh, what's his name? Chris Kirk's playing well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he Kirk, is. he just won one. Yeah, let's absolutely. Go, let's go with that. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not a golfer, bro. I'm not, uh, I'm not a good golfer by any stretch of the imagination. I, I like to go walk and get some exercise, that's the only way I can justify golf. But, um, yeah, I'm sure well, somebody, you- I'm sure to be, I'm sure to be good. The Masters is fun to watch, though, that's a cool tournament. Got a, you got a tournament coming up that we do want to let you talk about at the end uh, for your, with your foundation. So we're going to get get to that in a little bit. But TK, go ahead, uh, go ahead and hit up our man David here. <laughs> no, I mean we uh, we gonna get away from basketball just real quick. Uh, a lot of folks know you 
uh, because you are just such a good athlete, such a great DN, um, you know, illustrious career. But a lot of folks don't know that you can hoop. Like you, you actually a, a bucket out here. Um, where did that love for basketball come from, bro? Like where did it, where did it, that originate? Um, and then two part question, who would you compare your game to? Well, I don't know. I, I know the last time we played, No Sean pulled that hammy. Speaking of soft tissue injuries, he was he was out um, quick too. Yeah, quick, real quick. Hey, but not surprisingly, you continued to play through it. I'm like, bro, stop! You're just gonna. He's like, no. give me a Theragun. I'm good. But I'm like, nah. You're just gonna. You're gonna be out for six more weeks. The older we get, the harder it is. Um, TK, I started. My son was about four years old, and I found a group of buddies that started to play basketball. I didn't grow up playing hoops, so I didn't know how to play. And I started playing, and these dudes backed up off me like 20 feet and just let me shoot, and it pissed me off to no end because I was like, dude. So I started to go to the um, basketball court right around the house uh, a couple – about 10, 15 minutes away, and I used to get three or 400 shots up a day until I could shoot, like until I could really, really shoot. Um, but it's, it's been cool, man. The, the Pollock family, um, my, my daughter plays, she's a hooper. My son's a hooper. Um, my wife loves hoops. And so like, we've been to eight NBA arenas. We're going to go to all 30 NBA arenas. So we just traveled a couple weeks ago. We went to Charlotte and DC to get, to check off some arenas. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's a family affair now. And, um, I coach both my kids in AAU and, and we uh, we're having a lot of fun. We're both of them have won two tournaments in, in, in the last month or so. And um, but hoops is just man, it's so fun to watch. Like you watch baseball and you're like, dude, I'm asleep. You know, you watch <laughs> golf and it's hard. You know, football at a young age is kind of hard still too when they're figuring it out. But basketball has always been something that's just so fun to watch and mm-hmm. to go up and down. But if you're gonna compare me to somebody, I'm a banger. Like I'm I'm gonna knock the piss out of you. So. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to make sure I get my pound of flesh. And I don't know, maybe I'm like Charles Barkley or something. That's what like I was about to say, Charles. But, 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 but you just said it, though. You, you've been on, you was on the gun. You, you got a, you got a jumper, bro. Like, well, yeah, only because I'm a, I'm a psycho and I put in too much time as a, as a 40 year old man. Now that I play in leagues at once a week at the Loganville Baptist, we still play in leagues. I get four or five, 600 shots up a couple of days a week just to make sure the jumper works, which is a problem. But it's fun. The hoops, are, hoops are fun, man. I love Thanks, it. John. And, and I mean, and I hear you got this court at the crib. And I, first of all, I didn't get no invite number one. I'm pissed <laughs> off about that. And tell us a little bit about. I heard Kirby can shoot that thing a little bit too. Now, is that true? That's not true. Oh, <laughs> no, John. We got our golf tournament on Monday, May eighth. Uh-huh. So if you come in the night before, I'll we'll set up hoops. Okay. For some of us, and y'all can y'all can stay at the crib right here, right next to the Georgia Club where we play the tournament. Damn. But we can set it up. But yeah, we built a like. There's about about five six years ago, we were in a, another neighborhood, and my, I told my wife, I'm like, babe, I want to build a basketball court. She's like, cool, you know, just put like a little black nut. I said, like, no, 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 I want to build like a, a, a gym. <laughs> and the place yeah. I was at was like, nah, you can't do that unless you brick and stone it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not doing that. So we literally bought 30 acres uh, around the corner and just went and built a, 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 a 120 by 80 basketball gym outside. And it's it's the most fun thing. Dude, basketball practices four days a week for my kids, two for my daughter, two for my son. We walk outside. 
Like anytime yeah. at night we want to go hoop, you know, That's we awesome. go hoop. So it's it's really, really fun. But during the pandemic, I texted Kirby and I, we were talking back and forth and he was trying to get in shape. But here's the thing about Kirby. He, he, I, I'm not saying he can shoot, but he is coaching the whole time we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Like, coach. you, you got to get him. You got to get, like, you got to pick up, press up. No, 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 you can't get screened. The whole time, so competitive. I've heard him get in words of war with people. Like, it's just awesome because that's, I love it. man, that's who he is. That, that's who he is. That's what he is. That's why Georgia's built for success is because everything in him is competitive. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to be around guys like that. I love people with it. No, Sean, you got that. TK, you're playing in that charity tournament. And we're, you're, you're pressing and getting steals, missing dunks, but getting steals and missing dunks. Um, <laughs> But it's, I mean, that's that's what hey, makes us up there, though. You were way up there, bro. Way up there. <laughs> Million dollar move. Yeah, one Penny, dollar finish. Yeah, Penny, Penny. yeah, you crazy. Oh, oh man. It is. It. Listen, a lot of fun stuff. And you talked about Kirby, uh, how he is just so, you know, dialed in and a different type of guy. Well, another different type of guy that you had an interaction with that kind of went a little bit viral was on the ESPN desk, a national championship game. You kind of you indirectly. Put Nick Saban on notice saying, you know, Alabama's not the king of the hill anymore. Georgia is. And I know you've went on record several times and said, I wasn't even thinking about none of that and stuff like that. But some of you, we see what's on your chest right now. Some of you had to relish in that moment a little bit, a little bit when you were reaching across and saying, Georgia's it right now across from across from Saban on the desk. I mean, it's, it's easy to speak truth, you know, yeah. that's and that's. And that's really fun. Listen, I also, like, I, I got a lot of flack from Georgia fans early in my career. And, shoot, I bet TK and Noshan got pissed at me a time or two because I would pick against Georgia. And I'm, like, the worst human being in the history of the world. I'm like, bro, I got a job to do. Like, yeah. I'm just telling you who I think is going to win. I always cheer for the G. I want the G to win. Um, so I, I think I got some of that early in my career. But, no, nah, it was – I really didn't mean anything by it. I think, you know, just like Kirk – Kirk – you know, Kirk played for Ohio State. Every yeah. time we talk about Ohio State, I don't even associate that with Kirk. Like, Desmond played for Michigan. I don't even associate that with Des. You know, you just talk ball. And I, and I looked at Nick like an analyst. And we were just, you know, and, and the conversation was about ben, Stetson Bennett and his legacy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? This game sucks. It's 38 <laughs> to 7. It's over. You ain't got to watch the second half because we all know what's about to happen. Um yeah. And I was like, and, and George has also taken the mantle and the king of college football. And I've gotten a lot of credit for the, the OC being fired and the DC being fired and new coaches and new motivation and all that good stuff. But I, I did, I did, and I did call, I texted Nick uh, the next day and I was just like, Hey man, you got a time to talk today. Cause I know he's not a texter. And yeah. uh, I called him that night and I just said, Hey, I, I, I hope you didn't think I meant any disrespect. And he was oh, like, not, and he was like, not for a second. Um, so it was, uh, it was just a little bit of truth. But the, the 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 people that did memes and slowed it down and put like fire to Nick's eyes and put music behind it, they got they got some technology out there that's crazy, bro. Yeah, because they, they can do all kinds of crazy things, and that was one of those things that man, people loved on the oh, internet. Yeah. Or if you went to Bama, you hated. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of twenty twenty three. Georgia's in a unparalleled position other than maybe that Alabama team of a few years back, 11 and 12. They have a chance for a three-peat. Um, you know, you've been there, played it, played at Georgia. You've seen this 
this transformation under Kirby Smart, and now here Georgia is with a chance to do something that nobody else has done in the modern era. It's been like 1930-something since Minnesota. What are your thoughts on, okay, you see the schedule, you see the talent coming back. Georgia's got a legit chance at a three-peat, do they not? They do. They have a legit chance, but I'll say this. This year's harder than last year. And I say that because, you know, you go over to the Georgia facility and you start talking last year before the season starts and you're talking and you're looking in the trophy case at the Nagurski and the Lombardi and all these awards at Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean and all these guys, 15 draft picks took home, you know, hardware. And, and Kirby was like, wait a minute, y'all didn't do that. Like, keep in mind, y'all didn't have nothing to do with that championship. This is a new team. Well, now he's going to be looking around and be like, y'all didn't – oh, you were here. Oh, well, you were here too. God dang. Stetson's <laughs> not here. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I just think that it's going to be harder because you've got a lot of guys in the room that are going to think this is normal. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's hard to um, to continue to maintain that success. Listen, what you said was really important. The schedule stinks. Sure. I mean – the schedule's not very good. Um, so they have a chance to – they're going to be in the mix. You know, they're absolutely going to be in the mix, you know, late in the season to be a team that's going to be in the playoffs. But got a lot of faith in Carson Beck. I yeah. think he is really, really good. And every time I've seen him up there, um, he, he's, he's bigger than Stetson, obviously stronger, stronger arm. Um, I would say more accurate, more consistent – but the thing is, I mean, Stetson had them onions, bro. I mean, that dude in big games, just good gosh. I mean, he just <laughs> – that no, Sean? Bro, he had no – he just had no – he had he thought he was the best player on the field all the time. And, and no play, by the way – He no had weapons everywhere. Then in the first half of the TCU game – and I, I had to get confirmation from the coaches on this too. Like, I watched the play – I watched Stetson go up to the line. It was when he scrambled for a third down and 11-plus. I watched him go up to the line. I watched him go like this and do the usual. And then he's like, all right, check, check. And you could sell. He, he saw the blitz 1,000%. He, he sees 13 coming off the edge. He sits back in the pocket, drops, drops, keeps his eyes down the field. He just waits, waits for 13 to come, just waits, spins out, runs, and gets the first down. And I'm like – I'm like, wait a minute. Like, he knew exactly what he was getting, and he just said, I'm going to go beat him. Yeah, and I asked – I had to ask Bobo after the game. I had to. I had to go ask him. I was like, tell me he, he saw – like, and, and and I got confirmation. Like, he <laughs> literally was just that, – that's Stetson, you know, in a nutshell. So, can you – does Carson Beck have that? Gunnar Stockton, I got news for you. He's the real deal. Mm -hmm. I've seen – I've seen enough of going around college football and watching quarterbacks to watch that sucker as a freshman and go, he'll be special. Like that dude is going to be really, really good. So I think, I think you'll have a couple options at quarterback that are, that are, that are special that can fill in. Um, and then listen, you know, you got turnover like, like usual now with, with some of your staff and losing Munkin, who I think was unbelievable for Georgia the past couple years. So uh, it'll be new, but with the talent, with, uh, with Kirby being who Kirby is and how he is, I, I think we're going to be right there in the mix. And by the way, that's all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. uh, TK? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, just getting into some other teams. I mean, obviously you cover, you cover big time college football, but who, who has the most pressure on them in your opinion in the SEC right now? I, I got my opinion. Uh, I, who, 
who, what team and coach has the most pressure on? Them? Well, most pressure on them. You know, Jimbo Fisher's got to have pressure on him. I mean, when you look at when you look at the stars and the classes he's had. By the way, now you look at how many guys have left. I mean, yeah. you're talking about twenty plus guys leaving. Uh, I don't see good signs out of A and M already. By the way, because they asked him about who's calling plays, and you know, he hired Bobby Petrino to come in, and he's he can't even answer the question. And I'm like, Jimbo, bro, you better fix your ways, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was it's been an absolute cluster. And the culture of AM just isn't isn't where it needs to be. You know, yeah, you can have a collective and you can buy a bunch of guys. That doesn't guarantee success. And I think he showed you that. So pressure definitely AM. But you know, Bama, like Bama's mm-hmm. gonna have a response this year. I'm I'm gonna be interested to watch them have a response to to Georgia. LSU with Brian Kelly, you know, he brings a ton of guys back, he brings his quarterback back, he brings a system back. You know, bringing in more guys, highly recruited guys. I expect LSU uh, will get back in this mix. Tennessee, I'm very interested to see because, you know, I think I don't think people understood how good Hendon Hooker was. And, like, it's one thing to have a cool system. It's another thing when you have a system that meets a guy that, that fits it with a maturity level, with experience level, with uh, arm talent, with a mobility. So I think there's a lot of things there that would say they could take a step back um, but, but those are the, those will be the, the people in the SEC, I think, that we're going to be hearing from this year. Absolutely. No, Sean, you got something to, to, to leave us with with Pac. We get, uh, this man, he's been, he's been doing, the, doing the family thing. We know he's got to get, get off here. So do uh, you got one to wrap up with him? Huh, you kind of answered that one for me because I was wondering, because we all heard, you know, the sound bite from Dion, you know, we're coming, you know, we're coming. So I, I was kind of wanting to pick your brain and say, who, what team in your mind, as you see, is like having that mentality, having that attitude, like, hey, you might not be thinking about it, but we're coming. Maybe the yeah. surprise team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like last year, obviously, I think Tennessee kind of jumped up on us and surprised them. I think Auburn is rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I think that's a tough transition from what they were with, what they were with Harson to now Hugh being completely different. Um, I think LSU will take – Another, I think they'll be better than they were. Harold Perkins Jr. is unbelievable. That dude is ridiculous. Um, special Von Miller type athlete rushing mm-hmm. the passer. That's just a freak of league that could could really dominate college football. Um, but I, I think Prime's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I think Dion's going to be fun. You know, the thing that people don't get about Dion, like you go to a practice at Jackson State. Game day was lucky enough to go there last year. Like you think of prime time and you think of Louie, you know, I'm bringing my Louie. You yeah. think of change, you think of dirty bird, you think of sizzle and, and all the, the high step and, and all that stuff. If you go to a practice with Dion, everybody dresses the same. Mm-hmm. Like you will be demanded of like Dion is going to call you to the carpet right in front of you. Like he's going to call everybody out. He's going to get on everybody. He's going to get on everybody. You're going to be asked to do things correctly you're going to be kicked off the team if you don't respect women. Like you're going to be, you're going to be kicked off the team if you don't do the right things. And he's got a, he's got an old school mentality, which mm-hmm. again, football's new school now. And, and this is different, man. We're in NIL world and God, no Sean Marino would have made so much better <laughs> doing this world. Good Lord. I mean, yeah. Hey, after you jumped over homeboy, no Sean, <laughs> that picture signed by 500 times and you'd have made gazillions of dollars and could have done, you know, what you want. So managing expectations and all this thing, all these things that, that people have to do, man, it's, it's a lot tougher nowadays, but 
I just I love Prime's swag, but more importantly, I love his discipline and his yeah. toughness and his accountability of a culture that I think he'll continue to create. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. David, you want to know the answer to that? No, Sean wanted to hear you say. Who he he wanted to hear you say Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> because no Sean has been a closet Missouri fan for the last like two years here yeah, on this they, show because he really he really likes the, what they got on on the defensive they side some pieces. over there this year they got like 10 seniors coming back it's unreal what they're doing over there at Missouri with transfers and seniors so we'll see on that um but David we appreciate you so much coming on could you please could you please tell everybody about the golf tournament you have coming up with the Pollock Family Foundation and, and what you guys are about at the Pollock Family Foundation yeah May 8th we got our um, we got our celebrity golf tournament and it's uh, at Georgia Club and this is year seven or eight now doing it and uh, we got a bunch of guys that come back we got a bunch of guys that are current guys like you know, Bowers and uh, Gunner and um, Lad McConkey and those guys that are current guys that played. And, you know, in the past we've had Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean and we'll have uh, the guys for the throwback years, um, you know, like Shockley and Greeny. And um, then we, we're adding a bunch of baseball guys this year with Frank Core and McCann. And, um, you know, so we, we just kind of throw in a bunch of celebrities with each foursome and, and every 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 pairing every bit of money that comes in we it goes to this we always buy the byproduct of the golf tournament is always children's health care of atlanta and we give them the last seven years we're giving them at least you know we're giving them around 50 grand a year at least from a golf tournament purpose standpoint and uh, everybody's been affected by children's in some way shape or form but our foundation has really grown over the last couple of years as we've changed you know we used to be childhood obesity and now man we're a foundation that literally, if we see a need, we're going to go meet it. Like, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter who did what, when, where, how. Like, if we see something that we can, and we see an area we can go make it better, uh, we're going to go do it. And it doesn't matter what realm that is. So um, we're excited. We've met with Georgia about, you know, partnering with them. Josh, we met with Josh Brooks and them. So we, we're excited about the things in the future. But if you like golf, if you live around this area, you want to play, get matched up with a, a celebrity and play some golf and for a great cause, we'd love to have you. Mission to get a little uh, video content of TK and Noshan playing uh, playing golf at the tournament. Is that yeah, is that okay? Noshan is, but TK looks the part. I mean, he I'm, comes. I'm going to look he, good. He looks dressed. I mean, he is tucked in, pants, yeah. belt. He, yeah. he looks like he can play. Talky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look here. I'm going to hit a few. I'm going to hit a few nice and a, and a – and it's not bad, but we're going to be out there. <laughs> Focus Absolutely. on the good, baby. Focus yeah. on the good. Yeah. David, so thankful for you coming on with us. We appreciate it. We'd love to, you know, have you on uh, back when the when the season's about to get started here. Of course. Hit me up, dudes. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks, sir, David always. Pollock, living legend here from Georgia. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, David, for, for joining us, man. Uh, hey, always great to have one of, the, one of the Georgia greats on with us, guys. And, uh, you know, I thought – you know, just straight disrespect to Kirby's jumper right there. Like, <laughs> the, just said, just said that that old CKS does not have the stroke from deep. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I heard, I heard he played some good defense though. So I mean, look. Oh, you know, he and, and, and he see the floor. He's heard he said he said he was caught. So look, look, we got we, we got something good in Kirby, y'all. And no, Sean, you, you should be so happy because, like, this man straight up said that Carson Beck's going to be better than Stetson Bennett. That's what he said. He said he's more accurate. He's bigger. He's better. All, but he did, he did question the 
intestinal fortitude, if you will. Does he have <laughs> onions, you know, hashtag onions? Does he have, I get that. And, you know, you gain those onions, you know, later on in your years as an adult. Well, like when you're 28, years. you know? <laughs> he, like he ain't got time, though. You know, Stephanie was 28 when he, you know, so I get it. Carson ain't got he ain't got time to get that that experience. Like he's got, nah, he's, he's nah. jumping in that fire. You, yeah, a lot, yeah. to, a lot to expected of that young man. Yeah, the good news for him, him, the good news for him is the like you know that schedule. Like I said, even even the South Carolina game week three is at home. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So his first four games, he's really gonna get to kind of ease in a little bit. He's got all those weapons around him, as you said, no Sean. Like just distribute the ball. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I was kind of thinking when we were talking about their schedule, uh, about how easy it is. And that should kind of scare you as a Georgia fan. It's like you kind of want those tough games throughout the season, you know what I mean, to give you that callus for when you get to the playoffs, right? And if it's going to be easy throughout the whole season, man, that makes me nervous once we get to the playoffs with those real teams, you know what I mean, what the outcome may be. So I hopefully just gets up to speed and we kind of get challenged throughout the season to lead up to those playoffs. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, TK, what up? Anything else stand out? Uh, you know, what he said during that, during that interview, anything from the SEC stuff uh, or, or just Georgia in general? No, nah, I mean, uh, I, I was, I wasn't surprised to, to see him say, you know, Jimbo and Texas A&M was, was that team that uh, was, was most, most under pressure. I, I, I definitely, I think, I think we've had that pay for a little while, but good to get a, you know, uh, a, a real insider's uh, perspective on it. That in the in the in the business, you know, in the media business is what they what David and them would like to call a segue, and that is perfect, No Sean, because we're going No Sean and TK, because we're going to bring up a new segment here on the show. It's time for a little oh. bit of a little bit of hot or not. This is a segment where we are going to say we are going to say who is on the hot seat after this year, or maybe even midway during this year if they don't get off to a good start. And we got it. I'm just going to throw a picture up on the screen down here below us, and I want your just gut reaction, hot or not, in terms of the hot seat here. Set fire to it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it is uh, it, it's it's do or die time for for Jimbo Fisher, in my opinion. I'm, no, Sean. I mean, it's 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 got to that point. It, it really, I mean, it has right because some of the weapons that he has, we had so much expectations for him and that team. Um, but what's I mean, when, when I think about it, is he on the house? I mean, I feel like yes, right? But it's like, what they gonna do with all that money that they owe him, right? Are they gonna just say screw it and get rid of him and start this whole process all over? Look at these comments, dude. His butt smoking. <laughs> no doubt. I agree. That has always been the deal. It's been the balance of, okay, how bad do we want Jimbo gone versus how bad do we not want to pay him a massive right. buyout, right? Yeah. Like that's that's been the tipping scales. But I think maybe – I think after this year it decreases significantly. I don't know the exact number, but I do know that it, it decreases significantly. It's not going to be that $85 million that was hanging over their head before, TK. So, hey, money is always a big deal when it comes to these, these so, decisions. So if he has a seven and six season, he's on the high seat still? I mean, they just went, what, uh, five and seven. So – Eight and five still in the hot seat, or he has to have eight plus. I think 
I think. What's your thoughts, man? I think he got. I think he definitely has to have a plus. But okay. I mean, shit. Pollock said it. Like they ain't, we in spring ball, and he he still don't know who calling plays. Don't know. Like he out here, bro. Yeah, ass better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like they don't have some talent now. They've got some talent. They've got some talent. We're going to be talking about that in a, a <laughs> Jimbo would be fine at Mizzou. <laughs> He's saying get rid of Drinkwitz and put a Jimbo. I agree. Antoine said it right here. Ten no, wins. No shine don't want Ten him. wins. No That's the standard to me. If you're at Texas, that's not going to happen. That's failure. You sort of set him up for failure right now. He's not getting no ten wins in this in this conference. Here's why. Here's here's why I say that. You saying this have, this year? You have to make a mark this year if you're Texas A&M. You want to know why? Because next year. Texas and OU are coming in, and the reason that is important is because that is a now direct SEC battles head to head recruiting wise. And if you don't get it done this year, you don't you don't make a step in the right direction this year. What are you going to say to those guys that you know you're going into a living room and you see Sark going in and say, "Hey, we're going to the SEC now." You know, there's nothing different between us and Texas A&M. You got to win this year and win in a, a high clip if you're That's Texas A&M. Tough. I just feel like 10 wins in, in that conference in the West, you know what I mean? I'm not saying they're going to get that. I'm saying that's what they need to get for him not to be I under pressure, it. in my opinion. I get it. I, I, oof. Well, right. he going to be gone if that's the case, if that's what y'all looking for. Because <laughs> I, don't, I, just don't, I just don't see that in the West, but we're going to have to see. Yeah, I, I don't – again, Tim, I'm saying I don't think 10 wins is what they're going to get. I'm saying I think that's what's going to have to keep him from, you know, uh, getting getting in, in some hot water here. Mm-hmm. Hot or not? <laughs> Dragon breath. Yeah, yeah, got to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, and it's crazy, bro. Like, year two. It's year two for this man. Um, so, it it's tough. He came in – like, I mean, I, I, I love Billy Napier, y'all. Like, that's my dog. Recruited me at Clemson. That was my dog. But came into, came into a, shit, a cruddy situation. And it's just kind of he hadn't done nothing with it. Had a had a quarterback that everybody loved now in the yeah. dra- in the draft, and still couldn't you know get it done. But the thing that's eye opening is like defense, defense. Like they they just it's okay, high. Billy. It's okay, Billy. You ain't gonna be the only one that looks bad playing Anthony Richardson at quarterback. They're gonna be somebody draft this man in the top Stop ten, it. and they're gonna get fired. I'm get just off telling, of him, bro. I'm you, they're about y'all to get fired. Sweet. That's not Blame. true. That's not true, buddy, y'all, but y'all, y'all, like, yeah. anybody want to pot those? Zappos I did that today? already. I okay. said if he gets his it chance to start, did. he'll have more wins than losses. I already said that. I it's said all about more it, it's all about the fr- oh, it's all about the franchise that he goes to. You know what I'm saying? If he goes to the that's Raiders, well. if he goes to the Raiders. It'll be my fine. goodness, nah, it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. I mean, shoot, uh, McDaniel's already drafted a quarterback similar to him out of the same school with Tebow. Yeah. But I, I think Anthony Richardson is way better than Tebow. I mean, T- Tebow was a winner though. It's not getting twisted. Um, but I, I think arm talent wise and everything else, well, I don't know if Tebow was running that thing though. Anyway, but back to but back to back to Billy Napier and back to Florida. Okay, I don't first. I just don't see how you don't like Florida fans are already up in arms and perception becomes reality, right? And we talked about it, you know, last year five times giving up over 250 yards rushing in a game. Like that is ridiculous. Uh, That's not what how Florida's defense is played. They lost 
all these coaches off their off their staff to other other places, whether the NFL or other college staffs, not necessarily getting rid of all of them either. Some of them left on their own accord. So, TK, no, Sean, what do you think about what does Florida have to do to keep Billy Napier from being on the hot seat after year two? Man, I mean, they got a bunch of big games. Like, they got, a, they got Utah again. Obviously, Georgia's big game. Like, if you not, I mean, if if I think if he knocks off some of those some of those teams, because um, I don't think it's gonna be it. I don't think mm-hmm. I just I can't see it, bro. You don't you don't even really have a quarterback. <laughs> so that, that's definitely yeah. so so I just can't see it. But I think I think if if you get a couple uh, you know upsets, that buys you a little time. But Dragon breath, see hot. Yeah, Andy Stokes going uh, all in. I don't think necessarily. I mean, like you said earlier, as well, it's only his second year. It's crazy, right? Um, I want to throw him on the hot seat, but I kind of want to give him one more year. It's because, like, I mean, if he can be like a Kentucky, you know, what I mean, and some of these other, like we said, some of these big schools, they have a lot of games that they can win. Um, they can be right there. They can be back, you know. 500 at least and, and that's looking good for for all the stuff that they've been through and all the shambles that they've been through for over the past year so um i'm gonna give them one more i'm gonna be i'm gonna be nice here listen to what you just said no shot that man you being just, nice you just said in, in 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 reference to the florida gator football program you just said <laughs> You just said if they can beat Kentucky, that is where Florida is at right now. If they can beat Kentucky, if they can beat Tennessee, they lost last year to Kentucky. They lost last year to Tennessee. They lost last year to Georgia. They lost last year to Vanderbilt. Okay, uh, you you have to win at least two of those four games that you lost this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, to, to not I like they could. I mean, but they have to go to Lexington. This year, okay, where where Lexington, where, where Kentucky came down to uh, to Gainesville and beat them last year in their own house after Anthony Richardson got all the Heisman hype for beating Cameron Rising and, and Utah in Utah when it was just that humidity that got them boys from from Utah. They was cramping up in the third quarter. They were done. Now they're gonna have to go out to altitude out there to Utah. No Sean, how is it playing that altitude altitude out there? Ain't no joke, ain't no joke. It's hard to train for. You gotta be here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I don't know man. So y'all throwing them on the hot seat? I mean what's the year? All right. Um right. see hot uh then he just on, he just got an extension, didn't he? Get it? off my boy. Does that matter? Does that my... matter? <laughs> no, I'm gonna say no. <clears throat> I'm gonna say no too. Quick. He's yeah. ride or die with his Missouri Tigers over there. Bro, for he sure. got, I mean, you gotta think. They had the same season. I mean, yeah, Florida didn't have a great season, but I mean, two wins away from a, a, a one win away from a seven, you know, win season. You know, what I mean, being up there with the Kentuckys and the South Carolinas, I mean, they're right there. So I'm gonna say no, man. They're playing for him. Um, you saw it throughout the whole season. They were playing for their coach, um, and I think they continue that. Yeah. So in in his three seasons at Missouri, five and five, six and seven, six and seven, mm-hmm. losses in both bowl games: the Armed Forces Bowl in 2021, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Quite mm-hmm. the prestigious game, you know, there that they that they played in, uh, but. So, Eli Drinkwitz, my, my question is, and what I've asked, is what is the standard at Missouri? 
you know, like what is success at Missouri? Because you look at it closely, and guys, like you said, no, Sean, they were really close to beating some, some winning a lot more games. Georgia, yeah, yeah. in fact, they played Georgia better than anybody did the entire season. They should have beat Georgia, really. If in ter- if that if Malachi Starks doesn't run back and hustle back and stop that guy at the one yard line, then who knows how that game turns out. Um, but then Auburn, they gave that one away, fumbling it out of the end zone. Um, so that's at least two more. That's at least two more wins right there. Uh, two, ma- then, two major wins. Yeah, and then in the and then in the uh, the Tennessee game, they were they were like they were doing good things until the you know about the end of the third quarter, and then Joe Milton went crazy on them there in that fourth quarter. So, what do you guys think in terms of what does he need to do to to keep everybody happy at Missouri this year? Is it just a winning season? Uh, I think it's a little more than that. I mean, I thought I think he'll be fine with a winning season. Um. For sure, but I think I think the expectations probably have risen for those guys. Um, I think the standard, like you spoke of, has probably risen for those guys because of what you just spoke of. We're this close, and yeah. you can see it, you can feel it. Um, we're this close. You, there's probably two plays on film where they're like, "Damn, that's the play." You know what I'm saying? Uh, against Georgia, so um, and that's and that's every game, honestly, in the game of football, but. But I, I think that I, I think I, I think they close. No, Sean, you made me. You done made me a damn yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, and they can yeah, other people be good Yeah, that, that boy. They're gonna be good on believer. defense. You so now, funny. The, the question is, can does Brady Cook hold on to that job? Who mm-hmm. does? Is, is it Jake Garcia? How do they replace Dominic Lovett? Who, by the way, yeah. reports out of Athens are that Dominic Lovett is tearing it up this spring i mean is we i've said i I put that dose the patos dead on it saying he's the most dynamic receiver uh that that georgia will have had since the jet who just signed with the jet miko hardman uh and and yeah and then isaiah mckenzie as well so he's that kind of joystick type type player you know in the slot that that, that they've got over there so they lose him and we're going to talk about their receiving room in a minute when we rank the receiving rooms but yeah i think i think what eight if you get to eight wins, that's what I'm saying. Missouri, that yeah, I think everybody's happy over there in Columbia. Yeah, seven, seven regular season, and I say you got to win that bowl game. You know, what I mean, you win that bowl game, everyone's up in arms, everyone's happy. Okay, boom, now you got an eight-win season. So, yeah, somewhere around there. Pit boss. Mm. <sighs> hot or not? Is the seat getting hot or not? He's nineteen. He's nineteen and seventeen, I believe, in his career at Arkansas. Took a little step back last year after winning nine games in 2021. Uh, yeah. they, you know, they, they didn't finish real well. Missouri actually beat them at the end of the year last year. Um, he's got KJ Jefferson back, but lost those receivers on the outside. What do you guys think? Is he is he in trouble? Um, I love I love the pit boss. I love Sam Pittman. I love the energy he brings. Um, I love the culture he brings. And yeah. I think that Arkansas loves that too. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like he's in deep water. Um, man, Chris yeah. Taylor's wanting him back at George as George's offensive line coach. Just saying, <laughs> if he gets fired, scoop him up immediately. No, nah, we we like Searles. We like Searles over there yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, got a um, all day, all day. Uh, I, I I just man, you had a had a rough year last year, but sim like 
Look at Alex. If, if you, if you <laughs> see, just beer and liquor. <laughs> just beer and liquor. Yeah, I love it. The package stuff. Um, I feel like if you look back at two years ago at Arkansas, when they were kind of like a Missouri, um, had that hope, was right there, just beat a few teams, was this close to beating a few teams. So I feel like they're kind of in that same. I can't put I can't put Pitt on the hot seat. Bro. I can't. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it would have to be a like it would have to be almost reverting back to like Chad Morris levels of, of disaster for, cause I, you got to remember how bad Arkansas was. They were getting beat by North Texas at home before Sam Pittman, before Sam Pittman showed up. No shine. So I think he's got a lot of goodwill built up. Yeah, for sure. And we all love Sam, you know what I mean? And um, I, I feel like it's just getting tough for a lot of those teams. Cause every team is just getting constantly getting better each year. So, I mean, I mean, if he has a good, you know, recruiting class after this after this season, you know what I mean, get some more players in there and they can kind of be re- relevant and keep on winning, you know, staying around that eight-win season, I think they'll be all right. They were one away last year. We're going seven to six. But um, they still got some pieces. Like we talked about uh, KJ and, of course, uh, Sanders is still over there. So I think he's all right. Listen, you talk about recruiting. We, we call Lane Kiffin the portal king, right? Well, mm-hmm. arguably nobody's utilized the portal as effectively as Sam Pittman. You know, he brought in Drew Sanders, who I've seen now. Drew Sanders is, is being projected as a as a first-round pick to the Buffalo Bills late, in the, late mm-hmm. in the first round. He brought in Matt Landers, who was their leading receiver, and, you know, Put down a four three at the at the at the combine is going to do himself well in the NFL draft. So hey, Jerry, uh, Jerry had a good question in my phone. I'll just look at that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Jerry. I'm gonna have to say no, bro. Never. He's a legend. Yeah, never. Wow, no, no, never. Yeah, he'd I, have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that. I guess too. Like he's he's like on the level as a buddy. So yeah, buddy could lose every game. I would years. say two, I would say two, he'd have to like you know kill years. somebody for that to happen, but <laughs> that, that doesn't even get you in trouble with Alabama these days. <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah. I can't, this guy. Bro. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, All right, this guy. speaking of Alabama, I got the a question: OC? Does the OC who just got there <laughs> could he be on the hot seat? He threw one of them in there. I see. Could he be on the hot seat if it is an absolute clunker? on offense this year for Alabama. If they if without Bryce Young mm-hmm. and without like first round receivers, could Alabama struggle on offense and all of a sudden, you know, he wasn't Saban's first pick anyways, all of a sudden Saban says, "You know what, man? It thanks for coming. Uh here's your parting gift. Uh and now I'm going to go get another guy." I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, uh yeah, I, I definitely think that that could very well be the case. Like you, you just you just said it, bro. He he was the fourth pick. Um, oh, uh, was it? okay. Yeah, like he was he, he wasn't the first, second, or third guy uh, that Saban wanted to be mm-hmm. his OC. So you got to think about that there. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's almost it's almost yeah, it's an audition. Uh, yeah, because, because you you got to think going through a whole season, other folks are gonna. Things are going to happen. People are going to want to come to Alabama. Probably that uh, call plays better than than a Tommy Reese. And I, and I don't, I don't necessarily know his uh, play calling style or whatever. But he's more of a. He just so you know, he's more of a. I mean, he was at Notre Dame last year. He's more of a twelve personnel, get physical, 
uh, run some run some power, mix in some RPO type stuff, more play action. Whereas Alabama's been more wide open, more spread type deal. So the 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 rumor is is that Saban, when he went after him, one reason is he did so because he wanted to bring back some toughness to Bama, get more like they were in the you know early 2010s when they had Derrick Henry, all that kind Eddie of stuff. Lacey. Yeah, so so maybe that's what they're going for. You know, we, they did bring in those backs, uh, no Sean, with Justice Haynes, Veron's son. Uh, they brought in Richard Young, so they brought in some talented running backs. Now, does that is the problem with that? No Sean is that we've talked about how young and how inexperienced and how thin Alabama's offensive line is going to be. So, can you really assert dominance in the run game and build that physicality if you're not? If your strength isn't the offensive line, you know? Exactly. And that's going to be the tough part. But at the same time, man, that's what all this preparation and time is for to kind of build that callus and kind of get tough and in the spring game and things like that and leading up to the season, man. Because they're going to have to. Um, you named a couple backs that they're going to be getting, but, you know, none proven yet. I know you got Jace over there. He had a decent season, but nothing like Gibbs. Um, and then you look at all those receivers over there. Um, you know, no man crush Jameer Gibbs. He loves he loves him yo, some Jameer Gibbs. Oh, yo, Gibbs go crazy. <laughs> he, he go crazy. Um, and all the receivers that are gonna be returning, I think they're like five guys that had some good, decent playing time are gonna be coming back for Alabama. So um yeah, I think he can be on the hot seat for sure. Monster Moss Milrow those 67 yard touchdown bomb to Burton for TD. Now it's LSU 41 Ben six. He, he thinks it's going to be a beat down over there uh, when they when they play. Now it's at it's in Tuscaloosa this year, so you got to keep that in mind. Mm. They had the, they had them them liquored up Cajuns as we like mm. to say around here at night last year with, to their advantage. So I'm uh, saying, that, yeah, that, I see. what are you saying? He can get I on think, there. I think he is in a pressure cooker right off the bat. It is a high profile job. He wasn't the guy that Saban wanted right off the bat. And, you know, there is a standard to be held to. And TK, I think he's just going to have to, he's going to have to come out. He, Alabama, if hey, you're Tommy, Tommy Reed, you're going to be going for it on fourth down. You're going to be doing whatever you can do to put up points, you know? Yeah, 100%. Hit that, Jerry. Hit, hit what Jerry just said. Uh, Alabama average uh, 41 a game. Bro. Y'all be talking about my, y'all be talking about Mike Bobo like he ain't do that that right there. So I don't want to hear nothing else. I don't want to hear nothing else. Victim of your own success. And the last one on our hot or not segment, Dow Loggins, offensive coordinator for South Carolina. Listen, Shane Beamer's already went on the media saying this is the guy I wanted from the beginning when people when when things were leaked out there that he wanted to get uh, Lincoln Riley's little brother Garrett Riley, who went to Clemson, their rival. You know and he, this, listen, Dow Loggins as an offensive coordinator in the NFL from 2016 through 2020, his teams, the Jets, you know, Titans, different people he was with, Bears, all these different people, they were at least 30th or worst in the <laughs> NFL in, in total offense. And here Shane Beamer is saying, no, this is the guy I wanted from the beginning. This is the dude. So he may be – who knows? He may end up being good, but do you guys think that Shane Beamer will be stubborn if this thing doesn't work out and say, no, this is still my guy, I'm going to go with it? Or do you think he's hot like these Burger King uh, fries that are over here on my shoulder with them flames going on I just saw? Do you think he's already on that hot seat? Man, you keep throwing us these little jangling, jangling curveballs with the OCs. Uh, but I – 
I mean, dude said it's his guy, so it, it must be his guy. But I really can't give him that, given that information you just gave us with with the uh, man thirty. I mean, yeah, thirtieth or worse. It 30, it's only, 30th, it's only 31st, two other. It's only two other teams, cause like yeah. So yeah, I um yeah, I don't know, man. It's it, it uh. I don't know if it'll get high for him over there. Wait, is yeah, nah. I can't see first it year, first one. year. We'll see. I, I, I not don't year know. One. Not year one. Not year one. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Year one. The man already said that is his guy. And you've seen instances where uh a NFL coach goes to the to the college level and you know and does really, really well, and vice versa, you know what I mean? So I gotta see the man work first. Um but they can't have any um, any hiccups and they can't take any back seats from what they did last season, eight and what, eight, five season or something like that. I mean, yeah. you got to stay up there now. I just say that because old uh, Rabbit Ears Beamer, as I like to call him, he's already got on the media for chirping about his guys. So uh, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. All right, now we are going to rank our top five wide receiver rooms in 2023 in the SEC. Listen, there are some – Really, really good. We no, uh, no, Sean TK. We, we were talking before this, doing our research for this. My goodness, there's some talent at the wide receiver position in the SEC. There's yeah. some rooms that are jam packed, but uh, we'll start at number five for each of us and kind of go down to one. So, uh, no, Sean, you're on the far left. We'll go with you first. All who, right. who do you say is the fifth best wide Ooh. receiver room in the SEC? You know me. I got always throw a little wrench in something, man. Um, man, that's it's crazy because I, I had five, man. So many different teams at five. Let's go Mississippi State. I like. Okay. I know. I know I like they're that. missing. I know they're missing. Rah uh, rah. Ra. Um, I went to Georgia, but they still got Harvey over there. Still got Griffin over there. Um, some guys that had all that playing time. Um, has some good some good numbers uh, up in the five hundreds, and um, I'm really I'm really interested to see how how well um, Rogers does. You know, what I mean, in this new offense, you know, what I'm saying he got the weapons to do it. Um, I don't want to throw in no receivers, but I know I mean uh, tight ends, right? We just talking about receivers here. Um, yeah, but I but do think you know I, the way the games evolved, you got to factor that you in can't a little put bit. That in. We talking about we didn't say tight end room. We no, no, no. I'm saying I'm just saying I'm just saying that to, to contribute, you gotta you gotta think about that in the back of your mind a little bit. Who's gonna help supplement, you know? Understandably, but if you're just looking at the the receivers by itself, you know what I mean? Um four of those four guys um that had some really quality time with with, with Mississippi State are coming back. So yeah. I'm just gonna throw them at five. You look at them right here, uh Rufus Harvey, Justin mm-hmm. Robinson, Jaden Wally, and mm-hmm. uh Ledeca Oh yeah, I forgot about Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16, 1,681 yards, 157 mm-hmm. catches between those four guys. 13 touchdowns between those four as well. No doubt. And they add they add Freddie Robertson from Eastern Washington. Hey, that's where uh, Cooper Cup came from. You know what I'm saying? That's where Cooper <laughs> Cup came from. 44 <laughs> catches, 773 yards, seven TDs coming in. Uh, so, hey, we'll see what Mississippi State goes. TK, who you got at number five? Number five. My number five, I'm going – we're talking about receiver rooms. I got to go with uh, Texas A&M, I think. Ooh, yeah. really? Hey, listen, I, listen, that's another reason there's some pressure on 
Jimbo, in my opinion, because I think they yeah. got some talent here, TK. Yeah, and and, I, and I'm looking at it. I was just looking at. Mm. I'm looking at it right now, just going back and forth between two teams. But I think I'm gonna put Texas A&M there because I mean, again, like you just said, they got Evan Stewart, Moose Muhammad, uh, Nye Smith didn't play last year, but the kick and that flat out fly and play. Uh, he played four games, but he can flat out fly. Um, and then yeah, like I said, Moose Muhammad over there, um, young, uh, young Moose. Uh, so they got, the they, yeah, the third, they got hmm. pieces, man. They got pieces, but that, and, that, and to your point, that's why Jimbo gets so much grief for me because I see the talent out wide. I see, you know, what's there, the pieces that's there. Um, so you got to do something with that. You got to, again, scheme, scheme those guys up. Uh, I mean, that's only like six touchdowns between those two guys. I mean, no, Sean got that right, that right down on his list. Look, is what Tim Collins says on that one. Can I zato patos patos? Can I zato? She don't want that. She don't want that two footed bad boy. She don't want that dose zapatos animal. You know what I'm saying? What are we, what are we, dose zapato in there? I need to hear this. What? I bet my I bet my receiver group have more yards than your top your fifth receiver group. Ooh, no, say Texas A&M's receivers outproduced Mississippi Ooh. State's receivers in 2023. That is I your like dose of right there between TK and uh, No Shot. And you got Will Rogers. You ain't got that air raid, B. It's yeah, all good. It's, I don't know. Different system, all that kind of stuff. So just put just put twenty. I don't got no quarterback. So you putting all your 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 eggs in uh hey, Connor Wigman can swing it now. basket. Click up, B. Look at the look at the scrolling across the bottom there. Look at the production from the transfer that they brought in over here uh, from UTEP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man, this man, Tyron Smith, seventy-one catches last year in one season. Seventy-one catches, a hundred or a thousand thirty-nine yards, seven TDs. So this man is catching the rock over there. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. Right. My number five uh, that I'm gonna go with, and I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna agree with Notion on this one. I'm gonna go Mississippi State at number five because I just think you know Rufus Harvey, uh, Justin Robinson really stepped up for Mississippi State in their in their bowl game. Listen, he's a former Georgia Bulldog, big big guy, you know six three six four um, can can go up get the 50-50 ball. So I agree with uh, Noshan. They still got Will Rogers throwing them the football, even though I think there's going to be an adjustment going from air raid to pro style. But hey, uh, yeah. I still think Ladedrick Griffin. I mean, he's he's lightning in a bottle. You know, he, he catches something, makes one guy miss. He he's to the house. So that's a uh, that's that's number five for me. All right, Noshan, who you got at number four? Number four, I'm going in at. We know, who you, we know who you well, can't put at number four, three, two, or one. You can't put Texas A&M because then you'd have no Sean winning no, your no, best. No, <laughs> so no, they're eliminated no, no. for you. No, no, I ain't even had them on my list. Honestly, I'm going to go Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Barry and Brown. I like Dane Key. Um, Robinson's coming back. All guys, great numbers. Um, they had 1644 uh, between the three of those guys with 13 tugs. And I, I can't wait to see – you know, Blaine's Heisman quarterback drove to these receivers. So we got to, we got to see what they can yes. do. I'm, I'm going to go. Yes. <laughs> Diane, have I ever what? said that Devin Leary is going to win the Heisman? I have not. Alex, uh, yeah, you, you, me up. Andy Stowe, I've never said Devin Leary is going to win the Heisman. <laughs> you kind of be acting like it, though. 
I said he's going to be the most impactful transfer in the SEC this year. Okay. That is what he's going to make a huge impact at Kentucky. Oh, man. There's a lot of transfers in, in SEC, but yeah, no, I, I like Kentucky. Man, returning those three guys right there um, could be trouble for a defense. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Uh, no, uh, or TK, who you got at number four? My number four spot is the Missouri. What? Oh, Talking about going outside the box a little bit. He's going with the Mizzou. He, he I, like he like Burton over there. Yeah, I, I love Luther Burton, bro. And they got to give him more touches. Definitely got to give him more touches. They got Makai Miller. Both both had five five hundred three yards for fifty three catches. Not nothing to to write home about at all. But they did add Theo Weiss, um, you know, from Oklahoma. 64, okay. 64 catches in a stack with ten TDs um, in his in his career, but. Okay. But um and just I mean, to interrupt we, real quick, Andy Stowe said, No, sir, you didn't say that about the high. I did not say that about Devin Leary, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's okay. But but uh, it's okay, guys. Uh but uh I think that you know Alex. with the uh I think you know they got a quarterback battle over there with Brady Cook. I think Brady Cook had a good year last year, but I think that I think a big talk was getting Luther Burden some more touches. Um, you know, we got Dom, we got Dom Lovett um, from those cats. Obviously, major grab as we mentioned earlier in the, in the show. But I just think that that group will probably have a good year. Um, and adding Theo Weiss, you know, I, yeah. I think I, th- I, th- I think that was that was kind that was huge, huge. Well, we talked about he's a guy that you know he was at Oklahoma when Oklahoma was winning you know 10, 11, 12 games in a year. And, you know, that winning DNA, it sticks with you a little bit. So he'll be able to bring some leadership and all that kind of stuff. So I like that. I like that pick for you uh, at number four. My number four, I'm going to go uh, with the Alabama Crimson Tide hmm. at, um, at number four. Um, I think that even though there's not the – even though there's not the, you know, first-round draft pick, in my opinion, out of these guys – I think they've just got a solid amount. You see the production, 2,000, you know, over 2,000 yards returning, 135 catches. A lot of that comes from Burton and Brooks, but a lot of that too was because they had that point man. They had Bryce Young throwing it to them. So it's going to be interesting to see. Listen, Jermaine Burton was dropping balls at Pro Day for for Bryce Young. Okay, that can't be good for him. Okay, so he's got to he's got to get more consistent. With that right there, I think he's got to be more more consistent for Alabama. He's he's supposed to be their number one. He's supposed to be their their big guy. But they also have Malik Benson coming in, who's a transfer uh, JUCO, and he put up huge numbers over two thousand yards, one hundred two catches, twenty one TDs in two years at the JUCO level, Hutchinson Community College. You know that's crazy. That's where uh, Devontae Wyatt came out of. Uh, so there's lots of lots of good community college players that have come out of there. So I think uh, Alabama at number four is who I put. Plus, listen, Brooks, I think, is their best receiver. And then they've got Kobe Prentice and Isaiah Bond who can fly. So, uh, you know, I think that they're going to have some good receivers. It's just getting the quarterback worked out. All right, who you got at number three, No, Sean? Number three, coming on in at number three, I'm going to go LSU. Um, I like LSU at three. Um, Neighbors <laughs> is over there. We, got, we still got uh, – what is it? Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. is over there. Um, yeah, put, put, put up those stats, man. Um, Seventeen hundred stats, you know, uh, between those those guys. Um, they got a five star coming in. I mean, I just feel like 
there's a lot of weapons. And neighbors, man, with that uh having over a stack, you know, what I mean, by himself. Uh yeah. love love to see it. Um, the touchdown production was kind of low, um, uh, which is I think around eight or something like that Why with those guys. That, Why was that though? <laughs> Because Jaden was out there doing it with his legs, man. She was running that thing. You gotta he do said, what you gotta do. How do y'all get the touchdown? I'm taking it in. Right. But we talk about the rooms here, all right? Because that yeah. room is very talented. So I, I, just, I like LSU there at three. Yeah, no. I like, uh, TK? I like that. Super talented room. Um, my three spot, I think I'm going to go where you just went, uh, Kentucky. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I like that room a lot. Dane Key, super special. Tavion Robinson and Barry on Brown on the return, bro. He's just um, mm. he's just crazy with it. So, um, as you mentioned, if uh, Heisman hopeful, um, <laughs> if Blaine's oh, if, Blaine, if Blaine's Heisman hopeful can uh, can can deliver the ball, honestly, if they can if they can get situated up front, um, I think they'll be fine yeah. because because those guys out wide are so special, like really special. Uh, so yeah, I got I got those cats there. And it's crazy. Me, you would think they're gonna be fired this year, though. I mean, if, like you said, if they get that old line right, right? They got the running backs. They so called got the quarterback, and they got the receivers. Man, it's like, bro, they should be up there, right? I mean, is it? Yeah, is that the sneaky team? <sighs> that we ain't thinking be, about. Y'all, could could be. y'all ain't thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Oh yeah, we know you. <laughs> We know you think about it. I only think about it. I'm telling you. Who you had at three? I like Kentucky a lot. Um, And this is hard. This is hard with when you're when you're shaping these out because there's some there's some teams that that I think are up there that you know that are that are going to be left out. Uh, I think one team one team that I think is going to be left out that people are going to disagree with is I think. I think Tennessee is going to be left out of yeah. my top five because yeah. I think Brew, I don't think Brew McCoy. I think he's a solid player, but I don't think he's that true number one. Ramel Keaton is good. Mm-hmm. Squirrel White can fly, but Dante Thornton. I don't know that he's shown me. So now, listen, Heupel's offense is going to make them better, but I'm not putting them. Nope, mm-hmm. they hadn't proven it yet. So talking I'm not going to put talking them. About the room. Talking about the room. Yeah, so and I'm that's not funny gonna, though, Blaine, because I was that's where I was with five. I'm like, bro, do, do they get in somewhere? It, it was tough. Look at yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't sneak them in. I mm-hmm. couldn't sneak them in my five here. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, with where TK just went. I'm gonna go with with number three uh, with the Kentucky the t- Kentucky Wildcats. I, mm-hmm. I really, really like Dane Key, Tavian Robinson, and Barry and Brown. Barry and Brown is super fast. Um, and I just think Liam Cohen returning over there is a huge win for Mark Stoops and company. Um, you know, he was he did he did some great things for him offensively two years ago, and he's got that you know Sean McVay background being with the Rams uh, twice now. So I think uh, I think that's going to be a big deal. So I got Kentucky at three. Uh, who you got at number two? No, Sean. Yeah, um, we already talked about them already. I'm just gonna. Uh... Go back to those boys, Alabama. Um, okay. We already talked about Burton. Um, I think what I love about it is just so many different, so many players, so many different receivers that are going to be there um, to help out that offense, man. I just couldn't look past it. We talked about the Juco, um, Benson coming in. So, and then I just look at, you know, the touchdown numbers. Well, yeah, with Bryce, but 
they have experience, man. So I, I just couldn't look past that. Tell me a little something about Trayshawn. Is he not there? Did he hold he, he it? Did out. he transfer? Because that would have been gross to have him in there too. Oh, oh my goodness, right? Well, Where did he go? He transferred out. <laughs> where did he go? Yeah, yeah. Did anyone know there's, where he went? There's, I don't know where he went, but there's only so many, you know, only so many yeah. mouths can be fed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You gotta, yeah, man. It would have been gross but, to have him there, but man, I got to go with Alabama too. All right, uh, TK, who you got at number two, second best wide receiver group in the SEC in 2023? Man, this is a little tough. Where the hell are you going? Where's he going? It's a little tough for me, but I, I, oh, I see where he's going. I'm going. I'm going with Georgia. Yeah. Uh, We, we, I'm going with Georgia, man. We got, we got, uh, we got some pieces coming back. Got Lad coming back. Um, If you watch any of Pro Day. If you watch Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint, you should be very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know what Arian Smith can do, take the top off of defense. Um, yeah, Dylan Bell. Uh, then and then those are guys that have were on our roster. And then we add what in we add Ra Ra, but then we add what Blaine well, says is the most dynamic. Uh, player we've had since since mm-hmm. since uh Miko Harmon and, and Dominic Lovett. So I've got to go with uh I mean, the Georgia Bulldogs in the, in that aspect. I mean, and I mean, isn't uh homeboy that was injured? Yeah, I lost me. And on that, on hey, that? Just, just for a second, okay. Um, isn't what's his name coming back from injury too? Oh, I'm not tripping right now, uh, or is he gone? I'm not. I'm not sure who you're talking talking about right there, but I know that they, um, you know, they got a good bit, good bit returning here, and fuck? adding those two guys in the portal. Plus, I know we're just talking wide receiver room, but what makes those wide receivers better? <laughs> the fact that you got the defense has to worry about Brock Bowers, and they got to worry about Oscar Delp. So it gives those guys more one on ones. TK, I mean, when they when safeties can't, you know, when safeties and linebackers legitimately have to worry about those tight ends in the middle, and heck, for Georgia lining up on the outside. It just makes things that much easier as a wideout, does it not? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, in the way that we we're going to be able to play football, we're going to be be able to play such a complimentary game with the pieces we got coming back up front, the backfield, um, obviously the tight ends in the middle. Um, you said it that that only makes our job easy, bro. So easy. If you give me a one on one, but it's 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 10 on 10 out here because I because I'm I'm doing I'm about to work them. No doubt, no doubt. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it right there and I'm gonna go with Georgia at number two as well. And the only reason, well, I'll get into it when I go with number one, but the only reason I don't have them at number one is because of it's there's some guys who haven't been the guy yet. You know what I'm saying? Like They've been a part of a team and different things. Ladd has kind of been the number one at times, number one receiver when you're talking about it, but really Brock is, and can he be that guy? What is the dynamic going to be like with the other ones? I think there's a, a ridiculous amount of talent there, but you still have to mesh, new quarterback, all that kind of stuff. So wide receiver room, I'm going to put them at number two. That's, that's just crazy, man. That's crazy. I have to put them boys at one. Just so, like we talked about all the pieces they have and what they've added. Um, and I look at all I, these other, I look at these other teams that we we talking about. I mean, like it's a, real close for me. It's real yeah, close. Like a, 
That's what I'm saying. Like these other teams don't got that much um, experience. Uh, when I start looking at some of the other ones, I mean, I don't know. It, I got them at one. Man. We we already know why. I I I, yeah. I I ain't mad at that one spot. And and like like Blaine said, it was close for me too. Um, my one mm-hmm. is LSU. Malik Neighbors is a dog. Mm-hmm. He is a flat out dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it yourself. A stack is it's tough to do in our league. Like I well, you gotta do a stack when you know when everyone <laughs> else is not coming to the table. I mean, you're gonna have yeah, Lad wasn't the number one guy, but you gotta think we had all these other pieces to throw to. It's like if if you need him to be a one, he's gonna be a one. My fault. I'm going back to GA, my fault. <laughs> no, no, listen. Hey, listen, bro. I'm right there with you. I think I think Lad got all the potential in the world to be to be that dude. I think Dom, Rara, I think they all have all the potential in the world. To be to be ones, which makes that offense special, like I said. Um, but I mean, Malik Neighbors, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. Cole, Kyron Lacey, Brian Thomas Jr., Chris, Chris Hilton. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, they they all they all return. And I think the biggest piece of that, the biggest piece of that is who's throwing them the ball. I think he's gonna get better in the in in the passing attack. Um, I think he's gonna get better better from a cognitive uh standpoint. Um, offensive, offensive, uh, defensive scheme, seeing things. So I, I just feel like he's not going. He's not going to want to run. You know, yeah. think about this. Think about this. Quarterbacks hate this. Hey, quarterbacks hate getting pegged as what a runner. Yeah. So you got to think that he he's he's he wants to 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 sit back there and deliver that thing and throw and throw some. So I, I yeah I got them there because I think it's, it'll probably be a special year for that room too. Yeah, I've got them at number one, and here's here's the reason I've got LSU at number one over Georgia, and it's like it's one A and one B for me in terms of the wide receiver room, is because I think, and you have to take this into account. I think Georgia is better when it comes to the running back room and the tight end room, so that's naturally I think going to add more production to the wide receiver room for LSU, right? Because they don't have as much now. They got Mason Taylor, but they don't have what Georgia has stacked up over their tight end. They don't have the running game that Georgia, that Georgia has. So I think you're going to see much more production out of that wide receiver room. You said Malik Neighbors is a – he's going to be the next guy, like that next big NFL guy out that comes out of LSU, like, like uh, you know, the, the Jamar Chases and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's that kind of player in my, in my mind. And listen, these guys, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, and Chris Hilton, Georgia recruited all of them. That's Heavily. what I was thinking about. Taylor just talked about AD a. Mitchell. That's what I was thinking about. Well, AD Mitch, AD Mitchell's at Texas he's, now. He's uh, so, gone, right? Yeah. yeah, he's at he's at Texas. So, but so when you're talking about, I forget that too. You, when That's you're talking about, about Kyron Lacey, when you're talking about Kyron Lacey and Aaron Anderson, Aaron Anderson, who was a five star recruit that just transferred in from Alabama, that's probably going to be the return specialist for LSU this year. And then you add guys like Kyle Parker, Jalen Brown, and Shelton Sampson, all four star recruits in the signing class. They have a legit eight guys that are have the capability at some point of being a number one or two receiver in the SEC, uh, you know, going forward. So I just think. And- I just think LSU's number one in terms of the receiver room, but it's yeah. real close. Yeah, yeah. And, and to answer Alex's question, does anybody have to be, you know, he said, does anybody uh, of the top five truly need to go need a go to guy? Um, I, I mean, dude, all of these guys were go to guys. 
Yeah. On their That's high school. On, on their high school team. So yeah. so um it's just, it's it's all in learning, bro. It's all in learning, it's all in experience, and it's all in, in uh confidence. I think I think that Lad McConkey is going to have a hell of a year because he had a hell of a year last year. He had a year where in the middle of it, you know, kind of did like this. But guess what? Lad McConkey took that adversity and went higher with it. So I just think I think stuff like that matters. I think that um guys got having a big room does help no shine like 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 Georgia. Um mm-hmm. but you don't need a you don't need a go to guy, bro. You don't need a a you don't need a one. I don't think in today's game. And Andy says UGA has a go to. They have Brock. Brock Bowers. <laughs> he's there. You, you, he's there. you got a plan. Man, and we gotta say something TK, he, he, my man Brock just bumped you one a little bit. He's at nine fifty. This man, this man was was padding the stats to get against TCU and the Natty and went to nine seventy two. Just barely passed you all the year for for yardage over there, man. So now, power he, tool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he had to do it. He, he did it when they was just beating the cold mess out of people over there at TCU. That that's what that's what has to get you a little bit on that one. Now they they just throwing it up for fun at that point. Hey man, you gotta go get that thing. He should he should have went and got a stack. Shit, I was trying to go get a stack. Me and Bobo was trying no to go doubt, get a no stack. doubt. He probably wanted to stay in over there, but they're over there, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, eating chicken wings and whatever they got that they had coming over to him over there on the sideline, sixty five to seven. Guys, it has been an unbelievable show. Uh, I Ooh, we can't look at Andy making great points. <laughs> Where's he at? <laughs> yeah. How many games did TK? That's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. He had to do it in 15 over there. TK is <laughs> doing it in 13 that year. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. Good, uh, good looks, Andy. Love it. Absolutely. But guys, I can't wait a- till we break down these quarterbacks and running back. I mean, there's some good rooms out there there too. Back, well. The back rooms are sell dope. It. No, Sean, sell the show now. Tell them what's coming. Yeah, man, I can't wait. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Listen, we're going to be breaking down all the position groups when it gets closer to the season and you really want to see some arguments go back and forth. We're going <laughs> to rank individual players, and that is when No, Sean and, and TK really get riled up on some guys over there. We tried to do a little fantasy thing last year. It didn't work out. Okay. It didn't it work out. That, that, what happened? Didn't I that whole thing, but that whole thing was messed up. I think what we're going to do this year, and this is just a, who, this is just who, off the top of my the head. Who was the winner of that? Like, did we even... I don't know. I don't even, I didn't even uh, check it sad. after the draft because people messed up, but uh, they, they didn't follow the rules, you know, because we were trying, but I think what we're going to have to do Alex, is we just, you know, follow the rules. Or we're just going to have to. We're just gonna have to pick some players this year. You know what I'm saying? And like and like keep up with it a little bit. So we'll we'll see how everything goes uh, with all that later in the season. But subscribe, like, turn on notifications. We're gonna keep having guests. Listen, what other show can you name out there that has had Todd Gurley, Matthew Stafford, AJ Styles, uh David Pollock, Matt yeah. Stinchcomb, yeah. Uh, Ben Jones. Yeah. I mean, Dang. good Listen. grief. And this is just the beginning. This is episode 10. That's 10 oh. Just episode 10. I mean, goodness gracious. Tune in every week, Wednesdays, 8.30. Subscribe. Hit that like button right now while, you, while you're on here with us. That helps us out a lot. Tell your friends about it and you know like and i said Tom Collins, you can hear, yo, you can hear yo. things like the Ognos story <laughs> from uh 
Don't talk about the hall, no. We just talk. We scared. And you and Chris Taylor makes a great point. This is where you'll find Alex Page, Chris Taylor, Tim Collins, Diane Collins, Harry Leg, all the Andy Stowe, you know, Alex Page, all of these guys on here with us. So we appreciate all of you. Alex and said he won the won the thing. You ain't win no fantasy, Alex. He Don't worry about it. Let me write that down. He said he he won. Yeah, that. click up, click up on him. So. Let me see. He won. Okay, click up on him. Listen, Tavares King for Noshan Marino. I am Blaine Gilmer. Make sure to go back to the beginning, catch our interview with David Pollock. Tell your friends about it. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications. We'll catch you next Wednesday night on the Georgia Players section with Tavares and Noshan on UGASports.com. The best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Woo!